Make it a short one. <laughs> That's what your mother would call out as I went in to give you your talk stories, girls. And she didn't want me winding you up. Uh, because I would wind you up. And, uh, and that's another thing she would call out. Don't wind them up either. <laughs> but, um, and, and, you know, look, my intention was not to wind you up as I walked in. Uh, the idea was to try and make it not so much Biggles, but more Thomas the Tank Engine. You know, that sort of calm, sleepy way of uh, telling a story, you know. Um, although there were some exciting things that happened in Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, oh, the Thatcher episode. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that one, girls. <laughs> um, now that you're older now, because I'm assuming you're 20-something by the time you're reading this, uh, listening to this, um, watch the Thatcher. The, uh, the Thatcher, Thatcher, Milk Snatcher episode. <laughs> it got banned. Did it get banned? Oh, no, no, it would have... Um, would have met with applause, uh, um, but I think one, I think people want to ban it now. It's um, uh, some of the uh, some of the uh, now there's the steamies and the uh, and the diesels, the diesel engines, and the fat controller uh, wanted the now which way does it go? Wanted the diesels to do steamy work. You know, um, one day, and uh, and the diesels objected. You know, that's not our job. We're diesels. We're not going to do work that the steam engines do. And um, and the fat controller put them in a yard in their shed and bricked up, like actually made a brick wall, bricked up the front of the shed. And so that they couldn't get out, and the diesels were locked up all night in in their shed as punishment for defying the fat controller, and um, and the little children came by and um, looked through the gaps in the shed, you know, like maybe there was windows or something I can't remember, and and taunted the diesels all night and laughed and poked fun at the diesels, and in the morning. The diesel. By the morning, the diesels had learnt their lesson. <laughs> okay. Oh dear. Um. Now you know. Um. When you're making stories for children, uh, I suppose you're socially constructing them, and I, I, I don't think I've got any milk snatcher type episodes. I, I think I do. So you know, inevitably. My stories have social construction in them, <laughs> but <laughs> where I'm um, brainwashing you, uh, but then again, um, you know, your teachers are brainwashing you as well, so, and is, isn't everybody else as well, the media as well, and one day, oh, you'll probably end up on social media, oh dear, um, alright, anyway, so... That's um, so. That's the plan. As you come into a talk story, to start off gently, and not to, not to have any storylines that are too exciting. It's just got to be sort of dreamy and pleasant, you know. Um, oh, and speaking of the fat controller, um, the 
in your talk stories, which are a bit Enid Blyton, Biggles, you know, mixed with, you know, more Enid Blyton mixed with, um, with uh, Thomas the Tank Engine sort of thing. Um, all set on in a tropical paradise. Uh, the Fat Controller, yes, the mayor of Hamilton Island in my stories, I consciously modelled him on the Fat Controller. And there is a mayor over on the mainland as well uh, who is the Fat Controller's brother. And he's the thin, tall controller. Uh, yeah, he's modelled on him. So we've got a, you know, and this is highly stereotypical um, and the sort of thing that I shouldn't be doing. But you're only little kids and I wasn't thinking about being a good um, sort of father in the sort of modern progressive sense at the time. I was just trying to tell children's stories in the old-fashioned way, you know, which is a very bad thing to do, you know. Have you ever read the Thatcher Thatcher Milk Snatcher episode of Thomas the Tank Engine? It should be banned, and so should I. All right, then, I would say tiredly to you girls. Where were we up to last night? Exactly like that. (laughs) Because I would have forgotten, and absolutely reliably, you girls would know exactly where we were up to last night. And uh, and you would say, well, uh, Ocean was on an aeroplane and she was going to, she was flying, she was just landing, she just landed and in Hamilton Island. And, uh, and um, I'd say, ah, oh, yes, all right. Well, here's what happened next. The plane was now landing at Hamilton Island. Finally, after a three hour flight from Melbourne. But Ocean was fast asleep. Poor little thing. She's only five. And she was curled up next to the window and her iPad was just resting on her knee and She had been asleep for at least an hour. And she was deep in a dream. And she was dreaming of a time when she didn't live in Hamilton Island. She was very much a Hamilton Island girl. She was very much an Australian girl. But... When she'd been two, and everyone starts to forget this, she was from America. She was an American girl. And she had come to Australia very young and become an Australian girl. She had no American accent or anything like that. But she did remember the orphanage in which she'd grown up with her sister. Shell. Ocean and Shell. Now, Ocean's real name is Oceana. And Shell's real name is Michelle. And they're sisters. 
and uh, they had grown up in an orphanage in Chicago in America grown up well as far as Shell was concerned they, that's where they had grown up because when you're five you're already a big girl you know uh, now their life in Chicago in the orphanage they didn't know much about America um, all they knew was their orphanage and all sorts of wonderful places the orphanage lady used to take them now you're probably thinking that the story of Shell and Ocean is something like the story of Annie in the musical, if you know that story, children. In the musical, Annie, there is an orphanage lady and her name is Miss Hannigan. And Miss Hannigan has a lot of orphans in her orphanage one of whom is Annie well Ocean and Shell also had an orphanage lady but do you know what she was five now and she left the orphanage when she was two and it's becoming a little bit hazy for Ocean already she can't remember the name of the orphanage lady. She was too young, you know. But there was an orphanage lady. But Michelle and Oceana's orphanage lady was not quite like Miss Hannigan. Miss Hannigan was, well, how can I put it? She used to get drunk, and I know that's a terrible thing, but, you know, she was unhappy most of the time uh, with her life, Miss Hannigan. But Michelle and Oceana's orphanage lady was very happy with her life. She loved running the orphanage, and she was very popular with all the powerful people in Chicago and she used to go out to all the most lovely dinners and she used to get lots of money. She used to run charity events and she used to get lots of money for the orphanage. She was extremely popular. She used to go to the opera and she used to have a dinner with the governor and all those sorts of things. She was very social and she didn't drink alcohol. Well, sometimes she drank expensive champagne and she wore beautiful dresses. And the orphanage that Ocean and Shell grew up in was a lot nicer than Annie's orphanage. Uh, it was um, the sort of orphanage that the orphanage lady would bring people to to show what a wonderful sort of orphanage she had created for the her children who she loved you know and the orphanage lady 
used to take the orphans to wonderful places. Every year she would go somewhere absolutely wonderful with the children. And just some of the children, uh, the, 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 the most well-behaved children she would take. You know, and Ocean and Shell were very well behaved. They were good children. They weren't troublemakers, you know. They were lovely children. They were very obedient, you know, by nature. Kind of gentle children. Uh, Annie, Annie in the, in the musical, uh, is something of a scallywag, really, by comparison. But, you know, Ocean and Shell were always neat and tidy and just pleasant little girls. They didn't cause trouble. There were troublemakers in the orphanage, but they never got to go on trips or to go and, and, and they were all hidden away when important people came to visit the orphanage. Um, they always made sure the best behaved children were in the main areas of the orphanage when the important guests came because the orphanage lady wanted to show everybody what a wonderful orphanage she was running. And she had those children very well trained and they were nice children anyway. Um, she had a, a bungalow, a very large bungalow, way down in the back of the garden for the naughty children, the orphanage lady did. Um, and she'd pack the naughty children off to the bungalow when the important people came along. And the orphanage lady had a system, you know, the best, she had the best behaved dormitory and the worst behaved dormitory. And in the main house, that is. And she had a middle dormitory. So what you could do, if you were well behaved, you got to sleep and live in the in the best behaved dormitory. And if you were a very naughty child, you got to sleep in the worst behaved children dormitory and so on. You can imagine how it was. So if you started to be a bit naughty and you were in the best behaved dormitory, you know, you would get bumped down to the middle dormitory and so on. And that's how it worked. But there was also, and all the children slept in the main house and stayed in the main house. The bungalow down at the back of the garden was never used except when important visitors were coming. And that's when all the naughty children were packed off down to the bungalow, you know, because the orphanage lady didn't want them even in the house when important visitors were there. And that's the system that the orphanage lady ran. And the orphanage lady used to run charities, um, events, charity events, big dinners where very rich people would come and she would insist that they would wear white dinner suits if they were men and beautiful ball gowns if they were women. And the idea was that she would put on a beautiful dinner and the children, the best behaved children, would come and serve 
the guests and smile nicely. And that was the life of the children, you know, to essentially be the best kind of children they could be for the orphanage lady. And uh, she would put on the charity events and they and the charity events would be called Holidays for the Children. And people would come, very important people in business and politicians and the head of the opera used to come and they would all, there would be a great big crystal bowl in the middle of the table and people would put money into it and all that money was designed to pay for the next holiday for the children for the best behaved children only of course and uh, the orphanage lady would then organize the holiday with all the money and there was always lots of money and every year they would go to somewhere absolutely wonderful and the orphanage lady would make sure she went along as well and there was always extra money, even more money than was needed for the holiday. And the orphanage lady would make sure that that extra money would be donated to wonderful causes. You know, causes um, such as uh, the opera, for example. She would give lots of money to the opera and, the, and also to hospitals and to poor people. She was such a, and she used to get awards, the orphanage lady. She had awards all over her walls, um, thanking her for her good works for the community. She was a very hard worker. And, uh, and everybody all the time said, what a wonderful person she is. Uh, and, she even had a whole wing of a hospital named after her. Oh, if only Ocean could remember her name. But whatever her name was, that was the name of that hospital wing. And um, she was very famous in Chicago as a person who did good deeds. All right then, so that is the orphanage lady. And the children? Ocean couldn't quite remember what they thought of the orphanage lady. They definitely didn't feel that she was kind of like a mother of any sort. You know, when she came in, she, you know, she wasn't the sort of person to hug a child. She never hugged them. Uh, uh, she had strict rules and the children were all very disciplined but no, Ocean couldn't remember the idea of the orphanage lady hugging a child was ridiculous, you know because she was dressed in beautiful dresses all the time anyway and, you know, if she hugged a child she, 
you know, the, the dress might get dirty, you know, that sort of thing. And it just was impossible, you know. The, the thought of the orphanage lady, uh, she was kind. The orphanage lady was definitely kind. And she smiled. And she said, well done to the best behaved children. And try harder to the middle behaved children. And all that sort of thing, you know. And she scolded the, the worst behaved children and told them that they would never get to sleep in the best behaved dormitory if they weren't better behaved. But she wasn't the sort of orphanage lady who Ocean felt loved her anyway. My goodness, it didn't even occur to her. She didn't know really what love was. She kind of knew that her sister, well, absolutely, she knew her sister loved her. They used to hug each other at night, and that was nice. All right, so that was the life of Ocean in the orphanage. Oh, but the wonderful places Ocean and Shell used to go to. You could not believe, and the orphanage lady always chose the most wonderful places for the children to go to. The orphanage lady went, of course, you know, of course, you know. Um, and, uh, and, oh, they had been to Paris. And um, in Paris, the orphanage lady had actually met the president of France. And that was exciting. And she was invited to, the orphanage lady was invited to all the best places. And the president of uh, France had arranged for all the children to stay in a beautiful hotel in Paris, which was amazing, you know, for, even though their orphanage was quite nice, staying in this hotel in Paris was beautiful, you know. And um, when they opened the big sort of doors in their apartments, the children, uh, it, they were looking at, they went out on the balcony and they were looking directly at the Eiffel Tower. It was amazing. And one of the little children said, oh, look at that. There's one of those in Paris. It was such a funny joke uh, because they were in Paris and the poor girl hadn't realized. But this is the life of children who get to travel a lot and Half the time they didn't even know where they were. They were young, you know. Um, the orphanage lady could have taken them just uh, to the beach, you know, in um, where they lived. And the orphanage children would probably have just been just as happy. But no, the orphanage lady wanted them to see something better than that, the little kids, you know. I know they were only two or three or four or whatever. <laughs> But the orphanage lady wanted them to see the best things in the world, not just to go to the local parks and uh, to the beach and all that sort of thing. And another time they went to Tahiti, a beautiful island, and they got to sleep in bungalows over the water. And in the bungalows, there was there were tables in the bungalows that were actually over the top of the water and the tables were made of glass. And if you looked through the table, you could see the water underneath and it was as clear as clear can be. 
and you could see the fish swimming under the table. That was beautiful. The children got to see all of that in Tahiti as well. Well, the best behaved children. And Ocean and Michelle, uh, they were very well behaved children, so they got to go on all the trips. But then came the most amazing trip of all. And the orphanage lady one day, after a beautiful dinner with the politicians and the, the head of the opera in Chicago and all those important people, the, the richest people in business, the orphanage lady said, children, we are going somewhere very different this time. We are going to Australia, to a beautiful island on the Great Barrier Reef to the north of Australia where the fish are so colorful. They make the fish in Tahiti look dull. And a reef that is so brilliant and big and colorful that it makes the reefs in Bora Bora, which is the place they stayed in Tahiti, gray and small and nothing. This island, said the orphanage lady, is a paradise. And the children were so excited. And you know what? That is how Ocean and Shell first ended up coming to Hamilton Island. Now, as it turns out, they would never leave Hamilton Island. They would stay there. On all the other trips to Paris and to Tahiti and to 10 other places, Oh my goodness, I did not even tell you about London. Well, on all those other trips, they were, you know, after two weeks, they were back in the Chicago orphanage. But for reasons I will explain, they would fly to Hamilton Island, but never go back to Chicago. How can this be? That is a story for the next episode. And all of this is what Ocean was dreaming about as the plane landed now in Hamilton Island from Melbourne. I'm going to miss that orphanage lady, girls. Uh, ordinarily, I would have fun with that character, uh, but she drops out in the very next episode. Uh, back when we were doing our talk stories, uh, she appeared and then disappeared in the space of two nights. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to miss her. <laughs> uh, 
and uh, because I could have really developed that character. And uh, for example, uh, one of the well, Ocean and Shell. I didn't tell you this when you were little, but I'll tell you now. And the reason I didn't tell you this is because I didn't think of it back then. So yeah, I get another crack here at telling these talk stories. So I'll I'll add a few little things in there just for my own fun. Otherwise, um, it's you know I've got to keep myself excited <laughs> as I'm telling these stories again. Uh, all right, now why? Uh, now Ocean and Shell are her favourite children. The orphanage lady's favourite children. The best behaved one. The best behaved ones. And they're the best behaved ones even when they're sort of not. Look, they are good children. Actually wonderful children. And they really are well behaved. Uh, but even if they're a little bit naughty, the orphanage lady doesn't see that as naughty. And um, and it's for a reason that's just pretty much not going to be relevant when the children end up on Hamilton Island, Ocean and her sister Shell, uh, Oceana and her sister Michelle. It, it, back in Chicago, you know, in the, the socialite orphanage lady uh, believes them these two children to be her most special children uh, because, especially, uh, especially Shell, you know, Michelle. Uh, look, back in Chicago, they're not called Shell and Ocean yet. Uh, they're called Michelle and Oceana, which was the names their parents gave them. The poor girls are orphans, of course, but we won't get into that. Uh, it's, it's only when they land on Hamilton Island that they earn the nicknames Shell and Ocean. But the orphanage lady loves... Michelle and Ocean because they're her well well to put it she loves Shell the most because she's got the most beautiful chocolate skin and she always makes sure that Shell uh, stands next to her when she's meeting important people and has her dressed in beautiful colourful dresses and all that sort of thing and um you know, and uh, this is the orphanage. Well, I won't explain why. You can just guess. Uh, poor little Ocean is kind of pushed back with the other children a fair bit uh, because, uh, well, yeah, she wasn't born with quite the same beautiful chocolate skin as um, as her shell was. Uh, shell actually catches your eye. That's the first thing you notice about her is her skin. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and Ocean is kind of very much the second child, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, I'll leave it at that. I don't like to um, describe my characters too much to you. Uh, because I even, even back when I was telling the talk stories to you when you were very little, I, uh, most of the characters I didn't even describe. Yeah. Uh, the fat controller mayor, for example, I mentioned that before, the mayor of Hamilton Island, whom you're going to meet soon, uh, you know, uh, I never actually said to you that he was modelled on the fat controller, but just uh, I knew that 
that image was forming in your head as I talked about him. Uh, because, you know, you describe a person just by the way you talk about them. Uh, so, you know, in most... in books you tend to uh have the character you know the rule of thumb is to um describe you know get the characters going uh but um i I, just for you girls i i felt that you would like to get the characters going in your own heads and the other thing is um shell and Oceana, uh, Michelle and Oceana were the only two children that I named way back when. Uh, I chose those names, but you girls chose all the names for all the other characters, and uh, and you girls um, defined the characters in your heads. And I knew that was happening, so I thought I'd just leave that alone and let you have an image of all the children in your talk story on the island of Hamilton Island and the grown-ups on Hamilton Island too. Um, I thought I'd let you form uh, your own idea about what they looked like and all that sort of stuff um, and not and not and not go not not try and put those you know put images in your head. It's better that way. And and and, and the funny thing is years later, you know, as because we did we did these stories for at least 3 years maybe 4. Um, Years later, uh, you told me what your characters looked like, and I didn't know that, <laughs> which I found really interesting. You know, you had all sorts of ideas about what your characters were like and all that sort of stuff, far beyond uh, anything I had illustrated in my talk stories. Uh, but look, as a rough idea, um, if you want to know what shell and ocean are like um ocean is dreamy i'll just say that much ocean is dreamy and michelle is um smart as anything you know like uh, she's she's she knows what's going on she's very smart all right then yeah uh, wise behind beyond her years <laughs> All right then, and uh, and by the way, Ocean knows why she's the orphanage. No, not Ocean. Michelle knows why um, she is the orphanage lady's favourite, and Michelle doesn't like it. Uh, but she's a kid. She's only you know. She's only um, as the story starts. She's only about four or five. Um, and at four or five, you know, you're not going to be an activist, are you? And and say, I reject um, the, the fact you know, that you are making me your favourite. Uh, as a child, your mind is not developed enough to do that. Um, and to the extent that she knows why uh, she is the orphanage lady's favourite, uh, she knows that in not in a way that she can quite put into words she just knows you know all right then let's leave it at that um and all that stuff is going to be absolutely irrelevant none of the talk stories will ever center around um the fact that um, you know michelle has such beautiful chocolate skin you know that's just too trite you know i'm not going to 
make um, that would be the way people do stories these days. But once once um, once they get to Hamilton Island, all that gets left behind because Hamilton Island is a paradise in more ways than one, and uh, none of the talk stories will be centred around things like that. You know that can be all left back at the orphanage. Uh, women like that orphanage lady who loves Michelle the best. As I'm speaking these podcasts, I'm listening as well to myself and I have little ideas pop in my head and unaccountably, when I mentioned Michelle, the person who jumped in my head was a four-year-old Michelle Obama, of all people. Uh, So maybe I'll have a four-year-old Michelle Obama in my head as, uh, as I speak about Michelle in the future when she gets to Hamilton Island. I had a little girl in my head as well when I was, um, when I was talking about ocean as well, someone popped into my head, um, near the start, you know, as I was starting to talk about ocean in this episode and, uh, yeah, um, one of your cousins. And, uh, so yeah, it's interesting. That's, that's what happens in my head. Uh, but that's not meant to define the characters. The characters can go in any direction they want to. It's nothing to do with me. On with the show.